welcome to the JSM podcast where we, desire, where we desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. Um, we are, it's weird because for us, this is our first one this year, but right. we pre-recorded the first one of the year before the year was over. <laughs> so here we are for us. This is our first one of the Woo-hoo! new year, <laughs> but the second one for everybody else. Um, today we're going to continue our, um, talk about God does not give you more than you can handle. Um, I'm here with, my name is Joanna. I'm here with Cassandra. Um, hi everybody. Hi. Um, so what's interesting, um, for those who follow on social media, um, I wrote something briefly about, um, this, but the thing that's interesting is I recorded that podcast and then it's like we got one last punch before the year was over. Um, and so it was interesting because my husband didn't listen to the podcast until the new year. And he was like, Oh my gosh, it spoke to me. And I go, well, I recorded it before everything happened. (laughs) And he was like, wow. Um, so those who don't follow on social media, um, he was in a really bad car accident, um, right before the year ended. And, and so it's kind of, you know, we've been, trying to get back on our feet, um, since then and, um, and just taking care of him and stuff. And so it's funny because I, it, it feels like it plays so much into, and I think highlighted some of the, um, Christian-y statements and don't get me wrong. I'm not putting people down, um, at all, but I also feel like if we don't start having real discussions about these things, we don't realize how much we're hurting people in different moments. Um, and I think about often that, you know, I'm a counselor, so I'm equipped to handle the statements and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't tank me like it does some people who find themselves in really difficult circumstances, you know, and people, you know, passively will be like, oh, God doesn't give me more you can handle. I'll just pray for you. Or you got to just pray about that. Or, you know, um, in this case, oh, just be glad he's alive. And you're like sitting there going, well, obviously I'm glad he's alive, but there's like, there's a whole road of, um, we'll bring up your word, which you wrote about hurdles and things that you got to overcome to get to the other side, um, after things like this. And, and I don't think unless, you know, in, in people's defense, I don't think some people have walked through difficult things at different, difficult times and don't understand sometimes, um, all the things that come along with moments, you know, um, and, and last time we talked about that life does give you more than you can handle and it is difficult. And already it's funny because after talking on the last one, just about the year that I had, and then to get hit one more time before the year ended, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. 2022, when it was like one last blow right before we <laughs> finished, I was like, thanks. Thanks. So I haven't even been able to settle into that. It's 2023. Like, I feel like 2022 is like, hold on, let me grab onto you before you leave. Right. And so in my head, it's funny because I think about it, I'm like, oh, it's a new year. It doesn't feel like it's a new year. I don't feel like I got to transition. This is not fair. Um, and just frustrated, but tying into, you know, I know everybody's like, so what are you going to talk about today? I know. Um, but also like to give the space of being honest. Um, I've had a, I've had a handful of people thank me, um, for that. I think the other half just have their hands over their mouths. Um, does she really just say that? (laughs) Um, but the, to the crowd, that's really glad, um, for my honesty. Um, 
that's why, you know, I come, I try to come from an authentic place. And so, and sharing these things and these events and walking through these things and, you know, walking through difficult moments and being like, because I'm struggling, does that mean I don't love Jesus? Because that's sometimes how, you know, we act towards people yes. um, and not realizing the aftermath of trauma. And so I've been through traumatic things. This isn't the first one, what we walked through, but when you walk through them as a counselor and as somebody who loves the Lord, the reminders, um, I think again, of just being there and moments for people and reminders again of how difficult seasons are. And I know this because of my job, but um, I always tell people I don't get to skip the process just because I'm equipped in all the ways that I am. I still have to walk through it, still have to, you know, walk with my husband through his PTSD from it because it was such a bad accident. Um, my own, you know, right. um, struggle that came from it of just processing um, of all the details in the parts you know, because it was a two and a half hour drive to get to him and how difficult all of that was. And, um, and then watching him, um, heal and, and things like that. And so, so it's been, you know, it's been a process. And so it, we, now we tie into our Christian statements or the things that people say. And in those moments, it actually, I know people had the best intentions, but it actually made it worse at times because you're standing there in shock. And as people are throwing statements at you, you know, oh, you should just be thankful he's here. You should, your head's still spinning. You don't, you don't need statements. You just, you probably need a hug or um, some help or somebody to be like, hey, you okay? You know, because in these moments when life hits and hits really hard um, and our whole, let's just say equilibrium, our core is just like spinning for a moment. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. It doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that you don't love God enough. It doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It's like you were just hit. <laughs> and so you need a moment to find your bearings, you know, and, and people don't realize sometimes in the statements we say, it's like we're spinning the merry-go-round still for a person, you know, sitting there going, well, I'm already dizzy. And all of your statements, they're not me feel more solid right now. They're making me feel like I should be fine, but I'm not fine. It's weird. We don't realize sometimes how gaslighting, I think slightly some of the statements are, and I understand where they come from because I think some people can't handle the emotional toll. So almost those statements become their wall of like not connecting with somebody in that moment and like being there with them. They're like, here, let me put up my wall for you. You know, I'm just going to throw my you know, passive statements at you, um, because I can't handle that you're in a moment. And, and so instead of just being with somebody and connecting, like in the moment with them, sitting with them in it and being like, Hey, you okay? It's giving them a hug or holding their hand or, or just being present with them because right. they can't be present yet because it's a lot, you know? Um, and, and so I think about all of that. And I think about too, with my husband, like if, you know, he wouldn't be doing, and this isn't where I toot my own horn, but he wouldn't be doing well if he didn't have a wife that's a counselor that knows like, okay, trauma just right. happened. These are the things you do. This is how we're going to help acclimate you. And like, we're moving in that direction already because I understand what to do. I do know what to do and I do know how to help him along. And he is doing really well. I know um, statistically <laughs> compared to probably most people would at this point. 
So I share all this to say is when somebody has gone through something, it is not the moment to toss out a bunch of scriptures. Like it's not the moment to, now you can, and we've talked about this before, you can maybe pray those things over them, you know, in your time as you're praying over them, praying that they would have healing of their mind from the trauma, that they would be able to move into a place of peace again. Or, you know, I could go down the list of things that we could begin to pray for, for somebody. There'd be healing for their body, that um, the resources that they need would come, that they would have the strength that they need to walk through this. And then asking them like tangibly, because we very much forget as, as we're preparing for today, I was thinking about um, acts, you know, and how the church, gave up everything they had to help and to support each other and to really come alongside. And that's what a family is. That's what a true, deep, connected family is. And so that's offering, you know, to do the tangible stuff of picking up kids or handling this. Like that moment, I was so thankful and still so proud. Like my son, when he called um, and he told me, because there wasn't cover. So I didn't, I didn't, my husband attempted to call me, but he got a hold of my son first, um, because of where I was at. When my son called, the first thing out of his mouth was, Hey mom, I got, I got sister and you don't worry about that. And those types of things that we don't realize how much when a person's in a difficult moment, we need people to run and gather resources and, and to come alongside and to be support. So then that person, you know, because oftentimes I know this, a person can't think. I mean, that whole drive, I tell everybody, I was like, it was the longest drive. Like to get there, all, I didn't have the capacity to think about um, all of the things that I needed to. And, and, and even after that, and it's interesting, it was very interesting to me to walk through this and seeing those that like came close emotionally. And then those that were just like, here's my wall. Let me keep you far because this is too much for me. And, and how really alone at times those moments felt was just like, Oh, okay. And I'm still, you know, I'm like, I'm trained, I'm equipped. I've got all these things, but I'm still, I'm still in shock. My husband's still in shock. Like there are still all these things happening. And then the responses, I was just like, wow. And that's why I wrote, um, that post, because I'm like, well, most people don't have the resources inside. Most people don't have emotionally present people and things like that. And I'm just like, you know, thinking about cases that I work with and stuff, cause I do deal with trauma and, and I help people, um, work through trauma all day long, you know, but it's a whole, it's a whole different reminder when you're just sitting at it yourself and you're experiencing it. You're like, wow, like this is crazy, you know? Um, and so, it doesn't mean, you know, because we're struggling that there, you know, we don't trust Jesus enough or there isn't, there's something wrong with us or, you know, like because of those things. And a lot of times made to feel that way. Oh, be anxious for nothing. Yes. You know, you're Pastor like, cares. yeah, you're like, um, I'm not sure which way is up right now. Right. Like <laughs> just need a minute, people. Yeah. I just need a second. Like this was a lot, you know, for yeah. a moment and how it's so important that we're careful you know, about the timing of things and saying things and making sure that somebody is just generally okay, you know, Mm -hmm. um, 
because I know the pain that my husband's been experiencing this week in his chest and his muscles and all the bruises has nothing to do with his faith right now. You know, it's like, right. <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's just interesting the space, um, that people don't provide, um, to just kind of allow somebody. And I, and I know it comes from, and I understand this, a lot of people feel helpless or they want to fix it or they want to do all these things. And I'm like, but I don't think you understand just sitting with somebody is fixing it. Like it's helping. So they don't feel alone or they have a place that they can cry, you know, for a moment. Um, cause I just think about the moments that he's broken down just cause of the PTSD that came from it. Um, because it was so bad. It was. And if he didn't have somebody who was present for him to just be like, no, you can cry. Like you've got to get this out, you know? And I didn't try to stop his tears. I didn't try to just be like, it's all okay now. Like I know as a trauma therapist, I'm like, no, he's got to cry because if he doesn't release the pressure that's inside and all that stuff, that's actually what causes long-term health issues. Like I'm like, no, he's got to release these things. He's got to cry. He's got to get it out. He's got to, you know, I tell my clients when they cry, I go, can you imagine all that pressure has been sitting inside of you? And now that you, you've got it out, like now it's outside of you. And it's like, oh, like it's an eye-opening thing to realize, like to be able to cry freely and release like all of those things so they're not sitting inside and building and building and building. And it does lead to sickness and, and different things like that um, when we when we hold it all in. And so um, so this podcast goes out to all of those who've like been through difficult things, you know, and have had people come at them and challenge their faith or their belief in God or feel like they can't find their peace right away. So something must be wrong with them because they don't trust in Jesus and don't realize that their bodies are literally in a fight flight state and, um, and the process that's needed to get out of that state to be able to move into, um, move into being able to grieve and work through whatever's happening. And so some, and I know this tons, um, I'm not going to say some, there's a lot of people out there because of their life and the things that are perpetually happening to them, they are in a fight flight state. Um, some people spend their lives like one thing after another, after another, after another, um, because of the world that they're in, you know, it makes me think of those that, um, let's say are neighborhoods or areas where things are really intense all the time, you know, and, and they have to stay in that state. Adrenaline's pumping all the time, you know, um, or they've been through seasons where a lot of things have happened one after another. Um, and I know this, I know that all of that, that adrenaline pumping and all those things and adrenal fatigue and all that stuff, you know, heightened cortisol levels and like all these things that come from extended seasons of things that are constantly happening that have nothing to do with your faith. Right that have nothing to do with how much you love Jesus. Your body physically needs to heal and, and restore from everything that just happened. It needs to um, release itself, you know, and go and move back into a state. And it has nothing to do with how much I love Jesus. No, and the, the fight or flight or, or freeze, I, I like that one. Um, it doesn't happen for just a few minutes and go away. Right. It can last for a long time. Yes. And like you said, especially if there are continually other things coming up, uh, people may not have healed from this episode 
mm-hmm. or been able even to process this right. episode before the next episode comes along. Yeah. And I know for me with this, especially because my focus was so much on taking care of my husband. Um, and I, and it, it's weird to be in these moments and to be trained, you know, you're in shock, you know, all these things, you can't change it. You just have the knowledge. So it's kind of helpful. Um, so you don't make impulsive decisions or do crazy things, you know, because you know, you're in shock, but, but it doesn't remove the shock. It doesn't remove the process for me. It doesn't mean I get to skip it because I know it. Like I had through it. And I, I know for me, I realized it was, I think I said it was probably till Wednesday or Thursday, I was still in shock. I think I was, cause I felt when it all left my body and I was like, Ooh, and I, I was pretty sure I was, um, because I was just focused on, you know, those days of just like, <laughs> I said, I like watched him while he was sleeping, like, because it was just so much, um, that was happening and concern him and stuff like that. And so I was just in go mode over him just every day. Like, you okay? What do you need? You know, checking on him, doing all the things I need to do and hadn't even entered into the point where any of it had fully hit me. I think I allowed it briefly. It hit me when I found out. And then after that, it was just like, got to take care of him. Got to keep him going. Got to, you know, and, and, and so I share all this to, I think for some hearing this process, they're like, oh my gosh, things make sense. Like i you know, who've gone through things and they're like, why can't I just be okay? Or why can't I calm down? Or why can't, you know, and not understanding the process that's happening, um, that they're going through. And so I know that even since, you know, I feel like when that wall started to break through and the shock kind of started to wear off, then I could really feel it all in my body. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I've got to rest. I've got to restore. I've got Mm -hmm. to rejuvenate. I've got to get my mind back. You know, I feel like my mind had like a bomb went off, you know, and it had to clean it up. You know, it's like I had to bring everything back into order again and in each part of my life, you know, and then I had to check on all my kids because we've all been focused on dad. And so it was like moving back into the space of like, okay, finding like a rhythm again, you know, but then inside in your mind, I always say, um, after stuff happens, um, we can never, so how do I, I'm trying to put this into words after something happens, just because we're aware of the reality that life is fragile, it doesn't mean that we're always still lingering. So after you've been through something like the first time you've had somebody die, who's close to you, you realize death is a real thing that changes your life. Like it just does. Like you don't get to go back from it. It's not because you're holding on to it. After those moments, I see people, it changes something. Life is fragile. They look at things different. And so after you go through something, that knowledge, it brings something that does change all of your, the way you see things, view things, conversations, things shift in a whole different direction. Does it mean you're not getting over it? No. A lot of times it just means that you just learned something really new And that's kind of shifted your vision, your trajectory, different things in your life that you're like, wow, I didn't see before. And then now I see, you know, like, um, as, and and it becomes now a part of our story and some facts or knowledge in our head, you know? So I like, I know for me, just what we'll use, for example, with this and, thinking about, you know, driving, I'm always cautious. I always say I'm a defensive, offensive driver. I'm like, (laughs) I don't trust nobody. It's the California girl in me. I'm like, ain't nobody my friend out there on the road. But, um, 
but those types of things. So it's like in my mind, the reality of like what happened um, is it, it does change. You know, you, you bring in this knowledge, you learn something new. You're like, man, you know, if this can happen this close, you know, like, and, and you, it becomes a part of your facts now. So I hope that makes sense to people after, you know, because sometimes when people go through stuff, people will tell them like, well, you're just not letting go. No, like when you realize there's certain things, it changes you. After you have a kid, you're not the same prior. Like now you have new knowledge about life. Now you've entered into a new space. Now you've entered into, and it's like, we don't realize that, that life does change us. Now, if I was at the extent I couldn't go anywhere anymore and I couldn't do anything, then that's when we go, no, that's the trauma impacting, you know, when things start to get us confined in a box and we're not doing things and we're not moving and we're not anything or whatever. That's a whole different thing. I'm just talking about now. It's like, yeah, when you're aware of things hit the fact, you know, um, driving, I know for my kids, it's been more of a knowledge of like, oh, wow, we need to be extra careful. Like, that knowledge sets in, that fact comes in, it changes how they're, you know, their decisions they're making, but they've all decided they drive better than their dad. And it of was his course. fault. Yeah. That's what they said. They're like, dad, that's why we didn't want you to go because we know we're better drivers than our, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's just like, my husband and I just shake our head and we're like, oh my gosh, you don't even know. Um, but I say this and I share all this to encourage. I share all of this to also say that you could be and like we were even talking about last time, long seasons of just like struggle and hurdles and things that are hitting. And it doesn't mean that you don't love Jesus. It doesn't mean that you don't have peace. But like we've been talking about all along, our goal is to move back to peace. So it's like, so we'll use this for an example. As I've been going through this, I know that I know that trauma can linger. I know that all these things, I know that I need to go through the process to heal. So I'm not in fight flight. Cause if I'm in fight flight, I'm never going to find peace. I'll never find it. I will always be in this heightened state all the time. Right. And, and so I know that God created me to experience his peace, to live in his peace. And so we're moving back into that space where we're healing our mind, our body, and our spirit and recovering from what has happened so that we can move back into this place that God designed for us to live in, in peace, in his presence, connected to him, not staying out here in the state of fight, flight, or fear, or frozen, or whatever. I mean, I could go down the list of things that people do, avoidance, um, alcohol, you know, all these things to cope with it, but moving back into a space of recovery and healing to where I'm moving back into his peace that passes all understanding and moving back into that space. And so sometimes what that looks like, it is times of crying and grieving and working through my process of, of all these different things and bringing them before the Lord and talking about them with other people and going through my process so I can, you know, clean out the bomb that exploded in my mind and like move back into a place of bringing back in order and, and working through all those parts. Okay, I've done all the talking, so I won't let you. <laughs> Got anything to say, a wise one over there? Uh, well, I don't know about that. Um, but I, I did want to uh, go back to what we were talking about with people throwing these phrases around. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you're right that sometimes it's our 
inability to handle what the other person is going through. Mm-hmm. And so we're just like, I'm here for you, but I'm way over here. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that one's my favorite. I'm here for me, for you, but I, I'm never going to answer the phone, respond to your text right. or do anything, but I got you. Right. I got you. Right. <laughs> but um, I think a lot of it is because we're not aware um, that we have this learned behavior. Mm. Our responses are a learned behavior because we have seen other people do that. Right. And um, it's like we've had a conversation before about don't cry. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about yes. how good it is to cry. And I'll say it without even thinking. <laughs> right. Don't cry. Don't cry. Because it just comes out of my mouth. I've heard that all my life. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of other people the same way and, and other things too. So, um what what should we do just be more aware be more thoughtful about what we say when we say it yeah and i think the big thing is it's just being willing and learning to listen you know to hear where people are at to not try and fix it i mean there's times where there are, you know there are things that we can very real do and i encourage people to do those too but how much we miss the emotional wounds and that need healing. And, and that's where my heart is. Like we can bake a casserole, but it doesn't heal the emotional wounds sometimes. And the emotional wounds are healed through connection. They're healed through, yes, spending time with the Lord. Um, but also having a space, let's say, even when we say connection, a space where you can come and cry mm-hmm. and you can come and process. And sadly, and this is what breaks my heart, because there's a fine line in this. People just expect counselors to do that. You're just supposed to be the one that's there when they cry. I'm like, no, we're all supposed to be there when they cry. Like we're all, that's part of actually what makes my job difficult is because people are not good at connecting with people emotionally. And so I have these people walking through difficult seasons and I can't carry and do all the parts and the pieces for them. I can, I can take them through the process towards healing, but I can't provide the connection that somebody can't, I can't take them out to lunch. I can't like, I can't do those things that other people can do. And so we don't realize how impactful it is to just, listen, just be like, Hey, tell me about what happened and just hear what happened and be like the, wow. Oh my gosh. It seems like, and just to be there with them and be like, wow, well, if you need to talk, I'm here. You know, if you need to say the things out loud, I won't judge you. You know, if you're wherever you're at, like I I'm here, I want to hear it. I want to listen to all of it. And that's a huge thing that we ignore out of fear because we feel overwhelmed. And sometimes we also I think we're all real good at for the first, you know, day to whatever after things happen. And then after that, people scatter and the healing doesn't stop. It doesn't matter what we've gone through. The healing doesn't stop after a day or two. It's That's a, important. It's yeah. a process. It's a journey. It's a road, you know. And so it's checking in with somebody again, being like, hey, so anything still lingering from that death or from that accident, anything you feel like you just need to say out loud, you know, and just kind of talk through so I can hear you and doing, giving that space for somebody to talk. And then if you find that it's something that you're like, man, you seem like your struggles deeper, maybe you should go talk to a counselor. Cause that's when, you know, um, cause when it comes to trauma, death, big things, losing a job, moving, it highlights often what a lot of our deep core core issues are. 
And so that is when, okay, going to a counselor can be helpful, but also being that space when somebody comes home, how was your counseling session? Anything you feel like you want to, you know, share or you've learned about yourself or, you know, providing that space for people to connect and, and to feel seen outside of my office. You know, I'm like, I only see people for one hour every two weeks. You know, right. I'm like, if I am the person's only emotional connection, they're in trouble. Like, I'm like, that's not good. But I hear from a lot of people, well, nobody wants to listen. And I'm like, I know it's true. It is true. It is true. Because I'm like, I experience it all the time. Like, I'm like, where are the good listeners? You know, I want to teach a class and be like, you're all failed. You know, I'm like, ah, but just to be there, to just hear so somebody can process. And then you might notice that there is something deeper. And that's when you can say like, wow, it sounds like there's a lot underneath this. I enjoy hearing, but maybe you should go talk to somebody. But I still want to hear, but I know I don't know how to help you through this journey, but I can listen, you know, and, and creating that space for people to just share with where they're at, you know, genuinely and how impactful that is. And so, well, we are at the end of our time for um, for this week. I hope this has encouraged and blessed some people. Um, and that's my whole reason for writing the post was just a reminder um, to encourage those who have found themselves in spots where they're like, oh, it must be different for Joanna. You know, I'm like, oh, no, people, I get the wacky comments, too, and the things that people say. And I'm just like, and so I just wanted my heart to be out there to be like, I hear you. I hear all of you. But I am thankful because we do have some amazing people in our life who who did walk this with us. So I don't want you all think all the people in our life were horrible. It's not. But I was just blown away by the amount of passive comments I got. It was just like, wow. Okay. I was like, somebody needs to say something. So um, and if you haven't read the post, you can find it on Facebook. That's where it's at on the ministry page. Um, so I just want to, I just want to finish with a, just a prayer this week, um, for, I just think for anybody and everybody who finds themselves in a difficult season, father, we just come before you, Lord. I just pray for those who, um, who might be walking out of, or just lingering from a past season. That's been really hard, Lord. We just, we just ask for your comforting presence that you would just put it on the hearts of the people around them to come alongside and support um, and to provide the resources just emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually that people need um, so they can go through their process of healing. I pray for those that have, who are struggling with PTSD. I just pray and I just speak over them that they would just have the courage um, to rise and to get help and to realize that they're not alone. It doesn't mean that they don't trust Jesus enough. Um, but that there are very real um, physical responses that the body is going through that just need a process of healing. And that, Lord, I just pray that they would just reach out for those resources, um, that they would find good connections and the things that they need so they can experience healing. And Lord, I just, I am thankful that we can come to you um, to receive from you, that you are aware of our frailties, you're aware of our brokenness, and you are aware that we need you and we need others. And um, I'm just thankful um, for your faithfulness towards your children. And just in your son's name, amen. Amen. Good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week. Remember, connection makes us stronger. Um, you can check out the website, joannasnow.com. You can also um, check out our Bible study. You can find that on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, also the archives for all of that stuff. In the app, you can always go to the app. The app has everything. It's a great um, place to go and to start with. And if you feel led um, to 
give and support the ministry so we can continue to grow. I hope you all have an amazing week and we'll see you next time.